the interesting thing about the Asian carp is is that it didn't happen overnight. We've been watching the spread of this fish for decades, actually. And we're just watching. Watch out. We're seeing hundreds of fish. Keep your heads down. But once this gets into the Great Lakes, it's going to be spreading out all the rivers that flow into the Great Lakes. And especially, I believe, when it gets to Lake Erie, that's a big, warm, shallow lake. Once those silver carp get in there, it's going to look like a mammoth popcorn maker when a boat starts its engines. Oh, that would hit me in the back. Water raised last night. Well, it's got rain in Chicago. Well, my name's Ryan Briney. I'm a third-generation fisherman. We're at uh, Chillicothe, Illinois, trying to catch some Asian carp, trying to catch 10,000 pounds of big heads for Schaefer's Fishery. I'm Mike Schaefer, Schaefer Fisheries, Thompson, Illinois. Take a big half moon around them. Use like 2,000 yards of nap. Then we'll go way up above it and run them down in there. I think the only thing we can do is control it with harvesting it. And that's our job. That's what we do. Just like herding buffalo cows or sheep or anything like that, just try to get them herded in there and then make them take the net, force them in. My name's Kevin Irons. I'm a large river ecologist for the Illinois Natural History Survey. Orion knows the river um, better than anyone I know of. Yeah, I'd probably qualify for a river rat. Everything we do is on the river, you know. My dad, you know, when I was a kid, he used to put me in a gunny bag and take me trapping. When I get cold, he'd stick me in a gunny sack and put me up in the bow of the boat because he'd be out daylight till dark every day. You know, kids dream. I'm going to say close to 10 years ago, and man, these great big things was going through our nets, and we caught a couple of them, weighed 40, 50 pounds, and had the eyes on the bottom of their head. We thought there was some kind of a big lake trout got loose or something, you know, and we took it to biologists, and they said it was an Asian carp. When he first saw those Asian carp, boy, he hated them. But I think it, now he's to the point where he's making fairly good living from catching them. The Asian carp have been bad for a lot of people, but it's been good for us. You know, we was making a living, but we were really struggling doing it. And now these come in, it made our fishing easier. I know a lot of people like to dwell on the negatives, but let's look at the positives of it and utilize it for a food source. If you can't beat them, you eat them. And that's what the battle is all about. We don't want the Asian carp uh, to get into the Great Lakes, not far from here, Lake Michigan. As uh, Governor of Illinois, I'm sure the American they... public has a very negative view of carp, but I don't understand why, because everywhere else in the world, a carp is very palatable. The high quality and the great taste of the wild Asian carp from the state of Illinois has exceeded our expectation. Asian carp is a delicacy in China. And that's where the Asian carp might be going from Illinois here. Governor Quinn signed an agreement today to uh, ship Asian carp to China. My name is Reggie McLeod, and I'm editor and publisher of Big River Magazine. Humans eat a lot of carp. It's just that they don't eat carp here in the Midwest, and they don't eat them very much in the United States. But if you look worldwide, I believe three or four species of carp would probably rank in the top 10 freshwater fish consumed in the world. This is our receiving area here at Schaefer Fisheries. Fishermen back their boats into this large room here. Thompson, Illinois is right on the Mississippi River. 
I think it's uh, around 500 population. We employ 43 people, which isn't big numbers, but you know what? Our growth pattern has been such that in a couple more years, we could employ 100 people or better. You know, people prize orange roughy, redfish, and snapper, and all of these exotic fish that are becoming endangered very quickly. In fact, we've almost wiped out the cod population of the North Atlantic, something that seemed unimaginable just a few years ago. But at the same time, we're catching all these big, healthy, meaty carp here, and nobody wants to eat them. They'd rather pay 50 times as much money for a salmon, which might have been a farm-raised salmon, actually, as opposed to a wild carp. They're getting ready to gut some big heads. I'm James Schaefer. I'm the general manager. He's taking uh, split sides and feeding them into the input side of the machine. When I go into restaurants, if I'm feeling a little feisty or if I've had a beer or something, I'll often ask what their carp special is this week. In fact, the waitress went back one time and talked to the chef, and he said that he had eaten carp, and he liked carp, but he didn't think he'd be able to sell carp in La Crosse, uh, Wisconsin. So it wasn't on the menu. They want to get rid of this fish. They've got to change the name where they can sell the stuff. As soon as you put carp on it, Carp is a four-letter word. Whether it's the way common carp look or the way they've tasted or something else, we need something more marketable. I've heard it called Mississippi tuna. Shanghai bass. Missouri salmon. I would buy into the wild Mississippi river fish. And that has some marketing all its own, and we take ownership of it. And I kind of like that. Uh, We certainly have our pains in dealing with these. So it'd be nice to say, oh, yeah, this is our product. The soft tissue comes through the drum, and the tendons, the bones, the scales, the fins all come out the other side of the machine. So it's a completely boneless product. It has the same texture and consistency of ground beef. The only thing is, is this a lot, lot leaner. It can be used for most anything from uh, taco meat to fish burgers to fish patties, fish sticks, whatever. I take the ground fish, add a little bit of beef stock to it, it tastes just like hamburgers. You know, a hundred years ago, someone would have put a lobster on your plate, it would have scared you to death, you know. It didn't look like food, it looked like a bug, because it is a bug. But we've certainly gotten over that successfully. I I feel that God has sent that fish to us here uh, to help feed the world. Eventually, I think we'll feed a lot of hungry people with this fish. I may be crazy, but I'll tell you, I I really feel that in my heart. Now, would you like to try the taco meat? When they first got here, they was all big and no little. Now there's hardly any big and all little. It's completely turned over. Because we're catching the big ones faster than they can grow up. Five years ago, they could probably go out and get 15,000 pounds in three or four hours very quickly. That's a lot of fish. It fills a 34-foot boat that Orion has relatively quickly. still a lot of work. But they have to spend most of the bulk of the day, maybe eight hours, catching the same amount of fish today. My name's Betty DeFord, and I am the boat tavern manager in Bath, Illinois. 
I believe we need to get some plants up here and to get these fish out of here and it will help with jobs. But as far as keeping these plants in operation and keep promoting the fish and keep breeding these fish, I believe that's a big, big mistake. Harvest them, harvest them as fast as you can. Get them out of here. We don't want them here anymore. We've sure knocked the numbers down here big time as far as big fish. Because that's all we can sell. If we can sell the small stuff, we'd hurt it too. So that just goes to show you they can, they can be hurt. My name is Jerry Rasmus, and I'm retired from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service after 33 years of working on, on big rivers all over the Mississippi River Basin. Historically, in fisheries, we have annihilated almost every species that we've set out to capture and use you know, across the globe. I just would hate to see us get to a point where we are then required to manage a sustainable fishery out there rather than get rid of them. Suddenly somebody develops a market, they begin selling them. They don't want this fish to go away now. If I had a restaurant, I'd be studying the carp recipes from Polish cookbooks and various Asian cookbooks. Maybe rename the restaurant, you know, Reggie's Carp House or House of Flying Carp or something like that. Harvesting something from the river that's wild, that people can enjoy, and they can sit there and eat a nice dish of uh, Asian carp and look out over the Mississippi River as the sun sets behind the bluffs, and there's something that's kind of neat about that. And I'd like to see that happening.